Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, WMR.fm. It is the, the 13th of February, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing is, uh, is back in his seat today. And uh, Dave, you're in for one more week, then you're off to, uh, to uh, uh, SMX West, right? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Actually, next uh, next week's episode, I will be uh, I'll be doing it from uh, from San Jose. From the from the fabulous, I think it's the the Hilton or Hyatt. Sorry, at San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, I haven't been back to that hotel since that incident. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, I think yeah, you're right. I think it's the Hilton. It's funny. I'm always saying Airbnb, but it's at the McHenry. The actual conference is at the McHenry. Uh, Convention Center, old stomping ground of the uh, SES. Like you got to remember that too. Eh? So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, but we have, I mean, there's there's been some huge stuff here. I'll, I'll be grabbing a lot of interviews there, um, just just for our folks. So the next few weeks, we'll probably have uh, have a few interviews that's mattered in. Of course, I'm going to be doing the show, so I'm going to try and grab some for that show as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, I'm looking. I'm really, really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to chatting with uh, Frederick Gubu specifically, who's I, I might have mispronounced his name, um, about a, a recent um, announcement by Microsoft. It's going to impact Bing, but we're going to be talking about that shortly. It gets pretty nerdy. I'm going to be honest. I'm only about a third the way through their full write up on it because I just found out about it about 15 minutes before this show, but. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll cover uh, cover the big announcement on natural language processing from uh, from Microsoft, you know, after one of the other breaks, so I can get a little further along in it. But everything that I've read is yeah. I was gonna awesome. say those are always the stories we cover after first break. Yeah, we haven't actually have a chance to read them yet. <laughs> and I don't know about you, man, but like my business is incredibly busy and has been for the last six weeks. Um, and. I, 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 I don't know if the, the listeners uh, know, but it, take, it really actually takes a lot of time to research the stories for the show. We have to we have to read through them all. I actually understand them. Um, often do a little bit of re- background research to verify them. And uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but like again, I've been uh, going gangbusters, just keeping up with my business and and stuff in my personal life. And uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think listeners might might notice where we're. we're a little bit more hasty and tend to be pulling stuff out of the air because I don't know, man. I am so busy right now; it's incredible. It, it is a it is a little chaotic. It's funny. I know. Uh, I, I don't know if it's industry wide or, or or just. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the rebranding of WMR just went super great, <laughs> like, and I had no idea. Um, but yeah, it, it is. I know uh, both uh, Mary and I are are, are burning, uh, you know, sort of the candles at both ends right now. Now, of course, that that's also impacted by. Um, SMX next week, and then a few weeks after that, we're uh, we're in Miami, so it's you know sort of front loading, so that uh, all of our client stuff is is sort of ready, and and all the the promotions that need to run during those periods are are sort of 
done. Um, and then you're right. And then, you know, Microsoft throws stuff out, um, you know, like some new uh, natural language processing things. And every time I read one of those, I like to think I'm smart until I read one of these things from people like Thing. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, every like fourth word, I'm having to look up what this kind of thing means. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I, I, I do not know what this kind of processing is at all. <laughs> so, okay, now I need to start looking up definitions to sort of wrap my brain around what they're actually talking about. So, um, so yeah, it, it's nothing, uh, nothing can make you feel uh, dumber than a, than a, a tech doc from, from Bing or Google. <laughs> And make you go, oh, okay, let's pull this in perspective. You're not as smart as you think you are because there's a bunch of people. It's a good one. These are the people we're competing with, really, in, in search, right? Like, we're trying to battle their algorithms. And then I read one of these and go, ooh, yeah, they are smarter than me. So <laughs> maybe maybe we got to pay attention to what they're doing and uh, and try and play nice with them. But, uh, well, again, uh, we're, we're, we're never... I, I never felt that as an SEO, I was chasing after the stuff that Google or Bing was doing exactly. I'm merely trying to listen to the hints they're giving and um, help my clients um, present information and present their website in 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 in, in, in ways that uh, are easiest for 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 both Google and Microsoft to understand. And their understanding of natural language is changing so quickly and advancing so quickly. Um, Let's say I'm really glad I studied the humanities in school. Because, <laughs> um, well, uh, oh, sorry. And that's, and that's very, a very, very interesting point. And, and it's funny, the terminology that I was using really reflects the, the I guess, age of, of when I started locking in how I viewed these, right? And, and I, in a lot of ways, have viewed, um, and still do to some degree, Google and, and Bing as my adversary. Right, but but you're right. You bring up a really interesting point. Somebody newer into the space, and and that could even be any time in the last three four years, um, wouldn't necessarily. It used to be, and I mean, you remember the days of the old Google Dance once every you know yeah, four, yeah. Six weeks or whatever, right? Like where it actually was, the algorithms weren't great. Spam really worked well. My adversaries weren't really the people in search. It was Google because we would, we would fight against them and, and then, and then they would catch up, right? Like that's sort of how it happened. I know I, I mean, I'm going back to like my, my early, early days when I was doing sort of affiliate marketing and it, it was like, I burn it to the ground, move on, build a new one, right? Like that, that's how it was. It was a battle against them, but you're right. The, the humanities. And I know a lot of people are, who are extremely successful um, in our inner industry right now are coming from psychology and, and stuff like that and doing, which obviously lends itself well to marketing. But I think they're going to have a big advantage here as well, because the further along, to your point, I think, the further along natural language processing gets, the more we just need to communicate with the intent of the user, right? We don't have to trick anymore. We don't have to convince the search engines that we're fulfilling a task. We just have to fulfill that task. Um, and, and, and they'll be more likely to pick it up, not to say technical um, considerations and, and schema and, Yep. Oh no 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 no, 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 no again schema te the, the technical side is so important. Um, I'm working on an audit right now for a really well designed website. I mean I'm I'm in love with this website. I like the design team a lot. Um, this is actually a re-optimized site after recommendations I made like back in the back in uh, July and August of uh, 2019. And uh, so I'm really happy with what I'm seeing. I'm happy with the progress they're making. And a lot of this was tightening up the technical end. 
mm-hmm. um, introducing it's it's an ecom page, so introducing schema, so that Google doesn't have to do any guesswork whatsoever, and the um, product information is being fed to Google rather than Google having to fetch it. Yeah, um, it makes all the difference. So technical, I mean, like there is, if ever SEO was a was a um, equal juggling act or an equal um, balancing act between technical aspects and marketing aspects, I'd have to say it's, it's, it's right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, a really, really good way to, to sort of view it. And I love it. Like it's, to me, it's, it's, this is sort of hybrid because I am at my core. Like we all, I think, especially the old school um, SEOs tended to have to, and we kept our fingers in the pie, kind of know some of everything. Right. And so I, I like to think that I've, kept up and I understand a, a solid amount of, of the different uh, the different areas of SEO. But if you made me pick one in the SEO space, we'll take paid search out of it, but just in the SEO space, I would consider myself first and foremost, probably a technical SEO. And then, then outside of that, you know, moving, moving into other areas. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying this time where we have the, the heavy technical and it's, it's working. I think it's sort of a bridge point, right? Like we're, we're, I think you, you sort of the way you were describing it is astute and we're sort of needing both. And it's this wonderful little bridge point. I don't think the future is going to rely so much on technical um, as it is now. The, the search engines aren't going to need schema, right? I mean, they're not going to need these things. I, I, I liken a lot of this stuff to the authorship tag. It was great. We all put it on. Google figured out the way, you know, authorship worked around the web and when we don't need this anymore, we got this, right? And, and so, I mean, I'm imagining that's what they did, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that one. Um, so I, I think we're going to see the same with schema. Okay, this is a schema. Okay, this is how products lay out on a page. Got it. All right, we're good, right? And, and, and a far, far less necessary um, implementation. But it's giving folks like Dave the ability to sort of go, okay, I can sort of figure out what I'm doing as I, as I land over at this new point. Um, because right now we need the technical. That's great. I think we're going to need it a lot less in this context. Um, and, and I think that the next level of technical SEO will be incredibly, incredibly important. But I think there we're not going to be dealing with the technical on site. We're going to be dealing with the technical structure. How are we getting this data into Google? Um, you know, how, how is our website built? Um, and I know all of these are things that we think about now. You know, is it JavaScript, et cetera? But I think Google and Bing are both opening doors for ways to feed them data directly. You know, we, we've talked about it a lot. We should probably have Cindy Crum on again to talk a little bit about it some more. Um, and it all sort of backed into mobile and, and then moved out. From anyway, well, I can go really on should, check, check this out. Last week, I was working on a different site. This was uh, a manufacturer's website, not an e-com website, okay? And this would be a, uh, I don't want to give away the client because there's only a few of them in, 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 in the United States, but uh, it would be uh, a company that makes a part that you would find on just about every consumer item you have in your home. Uh, just like a third, an, an additional part that you have to put on everything. Okay. So I was working on that company's website. Okay. And, uh, uh, the, um, this is, this is a company that has like a, a teeny niche audience. It may be every, every purchaser and every manufacturing outlet in America it might be, might be millions of them, but there's only one of them. Per uh, per company, only one purchasing agent that I'm targeting per company, and so 
all things are equal with the competition when it comes to technical um, prowess on the website. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're WordPress sites and they've worked on them, and, you know, uh, 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 on the Drupal sites, their CMS content management sites somehow. Eh? Mm-hmm. But it comes down to fighting each other in language. But here's the weird thing. In the stats for this manufacturing client, I was working on doing an audit for last week. More than 50% of the uh, of the audience, of their audience, came from mobile. And so that got me thinking. In the olden days, we, we, we concentrated on desktop all the time. It was about desktop. It was all about it's what we need to do as SEOs now is think about how SERP, search, search results, are being delivered to people, delivered to search users. Mm-hmm. And that's those the delivery system creates a or delivery model, um, be it for for the mobile screen or for the desktop screen. That's the uh, hurdles, I guess, or the checkpoints that we as SEOs, designers, or tech workers want to beat when we're working on a page or, or working on a site. Um, but what got me when I was thinking about this 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 example from last week was how in an area you'd think would have nothing to do with mobile, over half the uh, visits to their website come from mobile. Yeah, that's what caught me there in, in what you were saying based on the audience that you were talking about and that, and that I found actually most interesting desk about what workers. you were saying was, the, was who, who was actually getting there. But um, well, Yeah, they should be desk workers. They should not be yeah. scooping around on their mobile devices looking for this product. That doesn't make sense. And I think that's a great reminder for everybody to take a look at your own assumptions, be it on desktop and, and devices um, and, and, and just the other myriad. I have been surprised. It's funny. I'm never surprised with my site. I, I pretty much have like my demographic and where they are and what they're doing pretty much nailed down. Every time I like sort through my analytics, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Um, but I have been very, very surprised with other users where I'm like, I thought you would be this person and you're not. Um, and so, you know, okay, now I need to adjust, right? Especially important in paid search where it's like, oh, you're, you're completely different than I thought you were. (laughs) You're just, you're not the, you're not the person. So when you're saying that technical SEO, that technical is going to be, you know, of, of slightly less important in the future, this is where we're going to be making our gains and where we're going to be competing. Um, it's going to be in persuading the audience to come, come to you rather than the two or three other choices they might have. Well, and another interesting thing, and I have to look at it this way as well, is if we have, like, I, I, I'm viewing this technology as a battleground, but it, it's open, right? People can use, and, and talking about things, we'll get into more detail. We're sort of alluding to, like, technical stuff, but when we, when we head into this battleground, and, and they're getting better and better, right? Like, the, the engines are getting better and better at understanding natural language and those sort of things, which is actually what sparked me saying, okay, we'll eventually be leaning a little less on the technical or, or sort of even old school. I'm counting even just like, and going really old school here, like keyword density is a technical, um, you know, sort of sort of requirement in there. Um, but users and, and, and website developers and authors will also be using these same natural language processing tools to help generate this perfect content. So what may end up happening, and I think maybe in, in part to your point or, or just rethinking is, we may end up moving back into the battleground where technical <laughs> is as relevant, not even because we're dealing with natural language processing, but because, Frig, we've all got great systems building our content for us or, or helping us build our content. 
that's all level. Even if 98% of the algorithm is just on content and go like, I'm not saying it ever would be, but even if it was and 2% technical, because links don't matter in the world Dave's imagining right now, I'm not actually imagining that, but just sort of using as an illustration. Well, if all of us are producing content using fantastic machine learning systems and our own brains, and we're all producing that great content, actually the battleground becomes that 2%, right? Because we're all going to be pretty much level on this 98%. So it, it'll be, it'll be a very, very curious um, sort of time to watch. I guess that's why people need to keep listening to this show because we'll try and keep people updated on what's going on. One day, this show will be written by machine learning <laughs> algorithms, but not not today. And you can tell that we're going to completely flood the transition to commercial. Uh, we got to take a commercial. It's time. It's about uh, uh, 15 minutes past the time we actually started recording this live to podcast uh, uh, show. So on behalf of uh, Dave Davies at Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedrick of Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, wmr.fm. Stick around, we got great stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. That's WMR.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble with this or not, but I really want to uh, give a second endorsement of one of our sponsors. I got a call WP Engine because guess what happened to me when I took my eyes off the ball? <laughs> I got hacked. Oh. So, as, as listeners will know, I've been having. Um, uh, uh, well, chaos, uh, just, just very, very difficult experience in my personal life. And so I've taken my eyes off the ball a couple of uh, some things that I really got to pay a lot more attention to, but there's only so many hours in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unlike you, I do, I, unlike you, Dave, I don't blog as much as I should, like almost never. <laughs> um, you're blogging, you're, you're putting up new posts every couple of days, which is exactly what webmasters should be doing. Um, and so I haven't looked at my site for a while, eh? So I'm going to fill in the the the, the uh, information for uh, Canadian Search Awards. I'm supposed to be a judge for the Canadian Search Awards, and I'm mm-hmm. putting my site down as a reference. So I'm like, well, I better better take a look at it, you know. <laughs> I got sent to like God know, some timeshare thing. <clears throat> anyway, long long story short, had I just called the guys at WP Engine, I'd been, had been hanging out with Fred from the beginning. I wouldn't have gotten hacked. I'd have been behind their firewall. Safe, safe and sound. But I didn't. I was stupid. There you go. Yeah. I, I mean, I assume you have some clients there. It's funny. I, uh, I was just having problems with a, with a, a plug-in service manufacturer. And I was, you know, I, so I messaged them. And I'm like, and I think the problem is, um, you know, the client that I'm talking about here is on WP Engine. I tested it on a couple other different systems. It works on one that isn't. Um, it doesn't work on, on some that is. Um, if you can confirm whether this is true or not, then that's something you got to address. because you know, it, it's, it's a good hosting company and I got a lot of sites there. Like not just me personally, but like clients come to me and they're on WP engine. So yeah, I mean, credit. Yeah, I, I guess I'll declare, I have two biases. One, they're an advertiser and two, you know, I host my site there, but I guess that's not really a bias. That's just like a, I host my site there because I like them and I pay full price for it. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, if they've, if they've given you great service, um, and you haven't gotten hacked yet, you can safely behind their firewall. Um, there you yeah. go. Well, and they do, they'll, they do like when there's big security ones and they'll give you a warning. And sometimes it almost seems like a pain, but I'm so happy for it anyway. Um, where it's like, yeah, this is a major security update. You don't have a choice. If you want to do it in a controlled way, you got two days, <laughs> right? Like, but yeah. we're going to force this thing in two days and, and that's just going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, good, good for you because I don't want my site screwed over because some other site on my server is. You know, they 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 say there are two kinds of sailors out there: the sailor who's uh, beached their boat, and the sailor who's gonna. In my twenty-year career as a webmaster, I've been hacked twice. Um, this, and this is the first time it's ever happened to my personal site. Yeah. Um. So I'm the I'm the sailor who's beached the boat twice. <laughs> Fair enough. I've only done it once, but there we go. I mean, uh, you know, you're around long enough, it, it's going to happen, right? Like yeah. at some point, especially when you're using a system like WordPress. And you're right. In my case, again, and I, I'm glad for you that it was your site. I'm glad for me that it was mine. Um, and it is, I think, a case of, well, the cobbler has no shoes, right? Like my eye is constantly on my client. 
<laughs> and, you know, and there's been times like, yes, I do write a lot right now. There'll probably be a time in the future. And there has been a time in the past where it's like, I just can't. <laughs> like, I just, nope. I, I like to write for us. I like to write about search. So I do when I can. But, you know, if clients are like, well, it's, we would like to give you money and we're going to need that time you're writing for your, your blog. I would go, I will take your money and I will write about a blog another day. Indeed. <laughs> Point being, check your site frequently. Check if your site frequently. If you're blogging, you know. you're checking your site. You're checking your site. Is Yeah, once you're in there, it's like, oh, okay, well, there you are. I can see all the alerts and stuff like that. So, um, But you're right. I mean, it is on WP Engine, so I'm a little less concerned about it um, than if it was on like a GoDaddy hosting environment or something like that, where it's just like, good luck to you, right? Like, I mean, and, that, and that's not inherently bad or good. Right, I mean, there's some great sites hosted on on a you, you, exactly. You get what you pay for. You pay for, yeah. And uh, and and it's not managed, and it's not supposed to be managed. I mean, you can go onto Amazon Web Services, fantastic, but it has that same weakness in it if you're if you're at that you know at a, at a rudimentary level. So anyway, um, mind your mind your store is I think the lesson. Of the indeed, mind your business. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Okay, so. Just uh, Google made it official. Google's come out and said, look, uh, I know that it looks like we did it, but we didn't do it. There was no core update that happened this week. Um, don't know exactly what that was, um, but there was a number of people in the industry who, can, who were convinced something was going on. I'm convinced there's something going on. Like, they, they can say there wasn't a core update. That's all well and good. And I believe them. There wasn't a core update. But, it, I mean, Penguin wasn't a core update. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was massive, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it still had had an enormous impact on on searchers. So, yes, it wasn't a core update. I, I, I didn't actually think it was because we had just had one, right? So, I do think maybe there was a core update, and then they were trying to make adjustments based on whatever they were updating in that core and going, oh, now we can do this. Like usually when they they're having a core update, it's a well, we're adding in new things that we can do right so it's, it's it's a core it's building it's like buying a new mixing bowl right like now you can put different stuff in it um you know and i i think that's what they're what they're kind of looking at there i have zero doubt zero doubt like i don't get hit by a lot of updates um like our clients don't like not not significantly um usually it's just you know things will go up and steadily up and yeah, you know, we'll make big changes or whatever and things, but it'll be predictable, right? It's like, well, we updated all the titles site wide. Yeah, we we got a big spike or whatever, but not on updates. We don't get hit very, very often, very hard. Um, and this one, yeah, it was all over the place. I was having to call clients to go, don't panic, and you know, and, and then it would swing back the other way. I was having to call clients to go, don't pop the champagne, right? Because yeah. it's 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 you know, it, it has to swing back. And invariably it is, and it's kind of settling in the middle. <laughs> it's just like okay well i guess at the end of the day if i can look at my like 30 day and go everybody improved over 30 days great but yeah i've had i've had clients going both directions and there doesn't actually seem to be as much rhyme or reason anecdotally i haven't done a, a deep analysis of it yet but um anecdotally i couldn't really see anything that we'd been doing recently that lent itself to one direction or the other so it was uh it was a little curious and remember no, no, how do you how do you measure when 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 you're when you're talking about the results of a uh, of an update um and you're talking about uh, uh clients that were affected are you thinking about rankings of traffic yes 
<laughs> oh, thinking about both. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm usually thinking about both, um, but we do segment out our rankings. Like, you know, for, for some clients, we have a thousand or, or more yeah, yeah, sure. queries that we're looking at. Here. And then we'll, we can sort of segment them out and go, okay, let's bucket their conversion. Let's bucket their resources. Let's bucket their brand and see what's, what's going on, what's, what's been impacted. Or let's look at the individual pages and see which ones spiked in traffic or which ones didn't and, and look at internal linking structures or whatnot. Um, traffic at the end of the day is all I really care about, yeah, but yeah. the rankings will help guide whether it's resource-based, which is, is, is good, but it's not conversion-oriented unless you're like a publisher, or, you know, are these conversion phrases, and, you know, and, and I'm sure you've seen it, if, if we went through an update and I ended up getting more conversion phrases but less traffic to my site, I don't, I, I, it's a win, right? Like, sales are up. So, so that's what I, at the end of the day, it's really what's putting money into the client's pocket um, because the more money you put into a client's pocket, it's great for our industry is if I put money in my client's pocket, they'll, they'll happily give some of it more to me. So, so, so that part works out, works out wonderful for us. Um, But yeah, you do have to have that analysis and often we have to do that. I mean, I'm sure you do too, because the client will be asking. And sometimes you've taken educated losses. Sometimes you've taken just losses. I mean, I don't know. We, you know, we took out a thousand pages of a site. Well, yeah, their traffic's down, but you know, their conversion stuff is better now. <laughs> so like we're distracting people. So, or like we were distracting people and we're cleaning that up and this is a bunch of crap content anyway. It was just annoying. Um, you know, so their bounce rate improves and, and having to explain that. So by uh, over the next couple of weeks, I haven't done an analysis yet because it like swung again this morning, right? Like when I mm-hmm. walked in and saw all the rankings and everything this morning, it was like, all right, it's that pendulum starting to settle in the middle. Um, so I, I, I'm going to have to wait till that's done. And unfortunately, when that's done, I'm probably going to be on a on a plane to San Jose. So it's probably going to be a couple of weeks before I can do um, a real analysis of it, but, uh, but it'll be interesting. And if, if anything does come of it where I'm like, okay, this is a solid thing. Well, maybe that'll be my next blog post going, you know, okay, so, here's actually what that is. So last week you were, uh, you were in, uh, in Austin, Texas at uh, PubCon, right? I was not good guess though, because that was awesome. And I was sad to have missed it, except that I was bombing down a mountain in Whistler. So I wasn't you were, super oh sad. Right, you were in Whistler. <laughs> I totally, totally forgot about that. But, the point was, we had Michelle Simpson Ross in as a co-host last week. Yeah. And uh, Michelle is like the when you get Michelle on, you just want to talk about social because there's very, you know, I mean, like you're not going to get an expert like her for an hour. She's super smart. Yeah. Yeah. So we just dive right in. And we 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 didn't even touch a news section, eh? And uh, <laughs> this is one of the stories that we. So we're we're going to jump back in time for a week because we really should have touched this last week. It's it's something that 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 I should have gone with mention. Sempo is gone. Sempo got absorbed, uh, bought, unceremoniously dismissed by the Digital Analytics Association. It's no longer a standalone group. Um, it's now going to be run as a special interest group. Um, for Canadian SEOs, uh, Sempo was never really much of a organizing body to join in because if I remember correctly, Canada was always treated as a special interest group by Sempo. A um, little bit of a, a wry irony there for us. But what do you think? Um, this, was, this was the first, Sempo was the first attempt to organize uh, the search marketing community. 
um, mixed results. What, what do you reckon, Dave? Yeah, I'm not really surprised. I mean, I was surprised by, well, not really surprised. I didn't see it coming like this specific, you know, sort of move slash acquisition slash merging. Um, I'm not surprised. Sempo had fulfilled, I think, what its need was. It would have been nice if it had managed to hold that early inertia that it really seemed to have, right? Like when it launched and some big names were still involved now, right? Like, but, but I remember when David Todd rang the bell at the NSC. Right. And it, it was, it was great. And it did a fantastic job. And then there was a couple little missteps, you know, trying to come up with a guidelines rule. And basically like, I know I was mocking them at the time, like, no, <laughs> you can't come up with hard and fast rules. You could maybe create tiers of rules. And like, if you're going to claim to be white hat, here's the set of rules, but you can't create a guideline that we all need to operate under because affiliate marketing Dave wasn't breaking any laws. He just wouldn't have been obeying the rules that Sempo was laying out as a search marketer, but that's because they were my sites and I didn't care if they got banned. <laughs> I, think that was, I was serving my client because I was the client and I was going, yeah, this works for me. Right. So that's, that's sort of where I, I started to have some problems with, with what they were trying to do. They did react to that pretty, pretty quickly. Anyway, rolling in there, Bill Slosky made some good points. It'd be nice to see a little more, more transparency. I don't know that they weren't transparent, um, you know, I just think by the time they would have been transparent, we all weren't paying as much attention, right? Like when was the last time we've really talked about Sempo on this show? Um, yeah, indeed. I, I mean, I always figured if, um, they were more relevant to your practice or my practice, um, uh, mm -hmm. we'd probably talk about them more, probably. but, um, you know, I'm, I'm well, I, well, well, I realize I am a special interest. I'm not a special interest group. Um, so, um, I always had a hard time with so I never, I never really thought Sempo knew what it wanted to be. It wanted to be a representative organization over a, uh, industry that has too many facets to really throw into one specific bucket. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure the search marketing industry knows what it wants to be yet, but that's going to, that will show itself in evolution over time, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what makes it really, really hard for, for an organization like Sempo. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the people that are entering in search, when I say now, I mean, you know, over the last couple of years, are and they're thinking about it completely different than, say, you and I were when we were first entering there. And their mentality now is, is still going to be different, um, you know, going moving forward than mine is, even though I... I, I understand what I should be. And I'll bet you're the same. And probably a lot of our listeners who have been doing this for say more than in five plus years, certainly at the 10 level, I have to fight my instinct to want to know everything. Right. And I, I mean, that sounds good, but it's, it's actually horrible. Like it's a, it's a horrible trait to want to understand everything in our industry now. And I think people entering newer now would be like, Nope, I do paid social, not social, not organic and paid and all this. <laughs> I do paid social oh and by the way by that i mean facebook and instagram and i do it really well <laughs> and and they're able to do that whereas i feel this need because it's how it was early on to go okay i i do organic and i do paid but i do all the different parts of this and i can do content and i can do this and that and 
oh, wow, I'm reading an article on natural language processing. Guess I better learn that, but I'll be learning some JavaScript later tonight, right? Like it just becomes chaos. You can't yeah. do it. And I, I think the newer people will have that. Sempo, I think, was, was catering. And I, and I, to the older mentality, which I don't think works anymore. Like it, it just doesn't. And I know Mary's part of like all sorts of social things and UX groups on Facebook and stuff. And they're much more catering properly to the environment we're actually in right now, which well, indeed, is like like the UX stuff is gonna is going to speak to uh, uh, technical SEO, which is going to have a huge impact on you know. But Sempo didn't latch into stuff like that. No, and, and they really couldn't because they were a, an umbrella, right? And 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 it could have had it evolved, you know, the way that hindsight would tell you it should have, which would be Canada shouldn't have been sort of a subset. UX should have been a subset. Natural language processing should have been a subset. <laughs> like all of these things should have been a subset. And then, you know, you can sort of have a mix and match. Like I could go in and go, I want to tag my account with all of these interests, but here's my three strongest. And then here's the other things I'm just casually interested. In. You know, um, somebody, somebody should do a podcast. And here, this is a million dollar idea. So you're going to, whoever takes this owes me and Dave like a crap ton of money. Okay. Let me just jot this down. I didn't to write this down. <laughs> um, somebody should start a podcast, call it 2020, and look back at all the assumptions that were made in the industry as we went along from the point of view of, of the year 2020. You know, and then you call it 2020 because of 2020 hindsight. Mm-hmm. Like that, would be, that would be fascinating. Okay. We got a couple minutes before we got to take a big break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, Turing language um processing mm -hmm. which uh, just just the name touring alone is um scary enough to prove i'm human yep. um uh, uh uh do you uh you do a lot of uh, uh paid paid search in uh, in your practice are you a google partner yes i am yeah so you got to be following the changes to google partner program kind of closely because as of june 2020 it's going to be different Yes, it is. Yeah, I got the email and immediately click. Let's go see how this is going. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you you shared the story, so okay. Take it away. Um, Google is changing the way it looks at uh, partners in its partner program. There's going to be new requirements. Some of them include the, these are the biggies. Um, your performance is going to be based on whether the account follows all of Google's optimization score recommendations. Your minimum Google ad spend in the last three months is going to have to increase from ten thousand to twenty thousand. At least half of you, half of the users must have updated Google ad certifications and search display video and shopping. Mm -hmm. And uh, specializations are being replaced by product uh, capabilities. Um, I'm honestly not entirely sure what that means. Google yeah. says they're gonna gonna send more information on that. It's gonna be uh, advisory forthcoming. Um, so it looks like you're gonna have to demonstrate your expertise slightly differently and you better have better have bigger clients. Yeah, um, and it, it makes, I, I get it. When I first started to read the email, I'm like, oh, you guys are being jerks. Right, like where where I was starting to read it, and they're like, and we we heard what you were saying. I'm like, oh, you're you're like my you're like my mayor and council right now. We heard you, and you all want like granite countertops and like million Meaningful dollar condos. Right, like no, you're 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 full of it. Anyway, um, that's just my little like dig at our at our council here. 
Um, but they actually did. I, I, when I'm watching what they're doing, some of it I don't totally get, but I don't have a problem with any of it where moving it from 10 to 20 makes perfect sense. If you'd asked me out of the gate, like when I, when I first started, I would have been like, well, that sucks because it would have taken longer. I mean, now this, that, that part doesn't, doesn't impact me. We have enough spend to manage, but it sets a certain bar and goes, if you're going to be a, a certified partner, we know that you actually actively consistently can manage a real budget, right? Like a, a good, a good solid, a solid budget. So that does make sense. Um, I would have liked to have seen like a more graduated, you know, when you first get it for the first three months, it's going to be at 10, right? And then, and then it's going to increase. So we're going to give you time to sort of grow your business um up there that would have been nice but i i don't think it's a big deal i mean i it didn't when i didn't have it that didn't stop me from getting paid search customers it's nice to have it to be able to show them that yeah we know what we're doing but um you know it it, it it wouldn't have hurt i am really interested to see what they have in their specializations and i do i did i got to get recertified in in the new updated certifications that's fine i i don't expect that's going to be hard because i work in the systems every day so I'm going to give them a go, actually, sight unseen. I'm not going to do any studying. I'm just going to actually, because you, you can redo them after a period of time. I'm just going to go, does just doing it every day <laughs> get me qualified in, in to, to, to pass the test? Because you, you have to get an 80%. So. Well, I got to tell you, I am interested in that. Like Google, Google signals with language, eh? And specializations being turned into quote-unquote product capabilities. I'm wondering yeah. if people are going to be turned to salespeople. That's got this weird, that smells of salesman, you know. Yeah. It, it probably a does. a rush song about that. And you know what, they, they've really divided down and I can see why they would be doing it. Um, because display isn't just display anymore, right? Like, and it, it, you know what, sure. it's exactly okay. like search was, right? Where it's actually breaking up into, into different areas. So I'm betting that we're going to see a lot broader reach, um, you know, in, in certain areas. They, they've got some, and I'm, there's some that I'm just starting to investigate now. They've got some fascinating areas just inside of display right now. Um, and, and so you know, with different dynamics and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if they're going to go, okay, you know, a specialist is, you know, in just dynamic search or just dynamic display or, right. And, and, and actually starting to, to break things out a, a little more like that. Anyway, um, it's going to be interesting. We shall see where that goes. Okay. We have got to take a break. Um, we got, we're going to come back. We're going to be talking about touring natural language generation. That's, that is just an intimidating phrase to begin with. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, WMR.fm. It's uh, the 13th of February, 2020. Stick around. we got some technical stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. 
Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm is now part of the WMR.fm Podcast Network. Evolving every day to meet today's demands. We are pioneers of podcasting, staying at the forefront of digital marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. WMR.FM enters the 2020s leading the way, expanding our spectrum of shows set to educate, entertain, and engage. We are the WMR.FM Podcast Network. look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. <laughs> Sink your teeth into 100% original programming. WebmasterRadio.fm And try our daily search cast. It's made fresh every day. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, WMR.fm. It is, uh, well, you know what? We are going to have to speed through this last segment. It's the 13th of February, 2020. And, uh, Dave, we only got a couple minutes for an incredibly complex uh, subject. Turing Natural Language Generation. It's a uh, language model that's um, being explored by Microsoft, which they claim seriously outperforms state-of-the-art on uh, most most um, natural natural linguistic programming tasks. What do you know about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, well, as you know, like this is, it, it just sort of, came on on the radar um, i've been looking into it and then of course having to like as i was mentioning compare like okay what does this actually mean um like there's a lot of things you know model parallelism i i have not ever used that term before now i understand what it means <laughs> um but it's, it's one of the breakthrough points in in what they they have done um but yeah basically what, what the, i love when when any ever anybody says, especially when Microsoft gets to say it, that it's beating state of the art. And I'm like, we know who you're talking about here, right? Like it's, it's actually very clear that I know exactly who you're talking about on beating state of the art because BERT is state of the art. It had already surpassed everything else. Um, what basically this natural language processing, and we don't have a lot of time and, and I, I'd love to dig into it and maybe I'll, I'll bring on uh, 
Frederick, you know, I'm going to try and grab him at uh, SMX. And he can speak much more intelligently on this subject. He actually sits not far away from the, some of the folks that worked on this. Um, but at, at the, could, sorry? Well, I just can imagine Frederick, look on Frederick's face. It's like, you guys can't even pronounce my last name and you want me to come on and talk AI? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you guys figure this out first? Um, now, what, what, uh, what will be really, what I find most interesting about this or, or what it's built to do? Well, there's, there's two things I find interesting out of the information that I have available. But now I'm only at about two thirds the way through it because it is a slow slog of a read. Uh, yeah. you know, I've read the summaries, but, it, but actually getting into this thing. Um, but what it basically is, is a system to, and it's going to sound simplistic, but it's a system to finish sentences. Um, and, and this is really, really simplistic. It's, it's actually a much more complicated system than that, but that's a great example and one that they've used a few times, including in the little write-up um, over on uh, SE Roundtable. I think it was on SE Roundtable. Anyway, Barry had written about it. Uh, oh, good. We got his name in there. Um, but basically, it's the ability in natural language processing, and this is one of the ways that it is um, trained and judged, and Turing, the the, the father of, of AI, as far as most people, including myself, are, are concerned, um, you know, sort of had the system where the, 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 the Turing test was, can you mimic a human being? Well, this actual technology, is that's its goal, is to mimic a human being. And it's, if I give you a sentence and a context, so, you know, probably like if I gave you three sentences in a row that actually came from a book, um, and I gave you three, but I cut off half of the last sentence, could you finish it? And how reliably would you finish it, understanding the context of the first couple sentences, right? So that's a, at the end of the day, what one of the core functions of this, um, this system is, which is interesting because you look at Bert was taking a completely different view where it was just moving around its understanding, starting to look at a whole concept and then switch around the words. It was still taking out words, though. It was just taking them out more randomly, right? Where, where Bert would sort of grab a couple words during its testing phase pull them out and then see if it understood the context of it or yeah, context of everything else. Did it properly fill in those missing words? Yes. In this case, we've got a more train of thought type approach, right? But it is performing significantly better and it's got a lot more parameters built into it. One of the other big breakthroughs on this one, um, and it's why I did have to look up to it, but again, two thirds through, this is one of the big breakthroughs. There may be one in the last third that I would, I would, I would count as bigger than this. Um, but is the move to model parallelism, um, which moves, there, there's sort of two approaches, and you'll have to pardon if I, if I don't explain this quite right, because I'm basically about five to ten minutes into learning about this. <laughs> but we have data parallelism, which is splitting the data into, into chunks and, 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 and sort of using the same model of understanding, but training it on different chunks of data. So here's my 100 units of data, 100 units of data, 100 units of data, and sending it all to different GPUs. With the model, you split the model into different pieces, but the entire data chunk remains the same, right? So you're, you're using the same data. You're just treating it with, with, with slightly different models. Basically, their evolution in this area, the, the, those two models isn't, isn't incredibly important to, to, I think, what the breakthrough is. It's important, but not important to the breakthrough. Um, what they've managed to do, the... Um, model parallelism is important on large scale, which is why they're, they're advancing into there is, is it's meant for incredibly large scale um, processes. And they've managed to pull down the number of GPUs required. So what would have taken 16 GPUs now requires four. 
right? So the amount of data they can process, the speed with which they can process is now in the realm of useful. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid, you know what? We are so close to out of time. We have to bottom line it. And mm-hmm. um, I think, I think if, if, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the bottom line for, for, for listeners and SEOs here is Microsoft is about to understand natural language search, voice search as well or better than Google. Yeah, and um, hopefully we'll generate results that um, are as good or better than Google's. It will, and we're looking at what they this means for them. They also have access to like my gaming consoles. They also have access to like they're integrating it with Office, so that Office will actually just better understand what I should be writing and 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 assist me there. I think they're they're this is going to be a, a big 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 move for them. Um, not just into the search space, but just in, in, in the productivity, gaming, and, and usefulness in my life um, space. It's going to be interesting, but then you look at this combined with deep fakes, and from that aspect of, of privacy and, 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 and AI and, and problems there, there's some huge concerns, but we'll talk about those another time, maybe pull on a deep fake expert and uh, yeah, have a, have a good chat about that. We are entering a wild, a truly wild new world. And the neat, the neat thing is, I mean, like, this is one of those revolutionary moments or epochs, these months that we're living in right now. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal time to be in technology. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick announcement. One month from today, on the 12th of March, you're on this show. We got Rand Fishkin from Spark Toro coming on. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, Okay, you know what? We gotta go. We've gone full clock, full circle. I know that the studio has a uh, another show coming up directly at the top of the hour. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Keep listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, WMR.fm. Recorded live to podcast at uh, on the 13th of February, 2020. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. We got great content coming up after after these messages. Stay safe, rank well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.